السمكة Cuddling with time, she bought me a drink. Things were so hot and bothered. Drunkenly taking our relationship a bit farther. Both our body language screaming, Do what you want. The moment itself was scorching wet like love. A breath from our first kiss, suddenly an ugly problem. An awkward loud talk or shouted, What are my men doing? Wrecking our heavenly connection, oh so improper. The type of privacy invasions done by toddlers and stalkers. Partner, stop embarrassing your mama. Gave him a piece, sign on with the erotic saga. But this beautiful lady was pissed off by the flagrant drama. Repercussions of being a motherfucking rock star, god of awesome. But when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment with a dream queen, goddess, dickheads, leave. I will see you tomorrow. Do not interfere. When we're kissing and hugging, just disappearing nothing. Just disappearing nothing. A human root and perverse Patience is the virtue that you need to learn There is no excuse for your abuse You're annoying and rude Get the memo essay Don't ignore the news Can't you see I'm being captured by your fantasy? This is the worst moment ever To think you have to speak Warning to the average show Don't say hello when my hands are holding beauty's passion close Or I'll scream at you until you Have a shattered skull Interfere when we're kissing and hugging, just disappearing nothing, just disappearing nothing. Do not interrupt when I am giving love, just disappearing nothing, disappearing. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Patience is a virtue that you need to learn. But when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, silent moment, but when I'm in a private, deep, silent moment. But when I'm in a silent moment, but when I'm in a silent moment, do not interfere when we're kissing and hugging, just disappearing nothing, 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 just disappearing nothing. And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, and it's time right 
now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. You just heard right there, brand new from Mindbender Supreme, Disappear. Thank you, Mindbender Supreme, for sending me this most excellent track from Toronto, Ontario. Yes, that is where Mindbender Supreme hails from, Toronto, Ontario. And you heard brand new from Mindbender Supreme, Disappear. Today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, interviews with Sean Lennon and Flying Lotus. The Sean Lennon interview is from the Nard Archives, going way back to the 1990s. In fact, I don't even have a date on the interview, but you're going to hear it on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, an interview with Sean Lennon, undated interview with Sean Lennon, and also a brand new interview with Flying Lotus. Lotus from Los Angeles. Today in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, there's an interesting event happening that you should know all about. It's the Drop It Like It's Art, a Snoop Dogg art show. There's an art show happening tonight at the Fall Gallery, that's 644 Seymour Street in Vancouver between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. And it's a giant Snoop Dogg art show. They accepted anything to do with Snoop Doggy Dogg, paintings, mixed media, sculpture, and it's all going to be on display tonight at the Fall Gallery, 644 Seymour Street. That's the Drop It Like It's Art, a Snoop Dogg art show. Tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Also wanted to mention got a note from Corey from Vancouver is awesome a good book drive is happening right now basically donate your favorite childhood book and drop it in a box around the city you can find the website at a goodbookdrive.com that's a goodbookdrive.com at those locations there are book plates that you can share why that story was important to you and all books are going to the Writers Exchange, a literacy program for at-risk kids 5 to 18 in the East Side. So gain more information on this book drive, a goodbookdrive.com, and it's happening right now across the city. Donate your favorite childhood book and drop it in a box around the city. Right now, before we get to Sean Lennon, and then, of course, Flying Lotus, going to play something by Destroy Nate Allen from Oregon, North Plains, Oregon, to be exact. It was given to me by Nate Allen. Thank you so much, Nate Allen, and Tessa Allen. And we're going to hear right here, we talk occasionally on the Internet. And then a whole bunch of Beatles-related music, of course, to get ready, you to get ready so you can get ready for Sean Lennon. So right now, here's Destroy Nate Allen with We Talk Occasionally on the Internet, then an interview with Sean Lennon, and then an interview with Flying Lotus on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Show! Before we set sail And we talk occasionally 
are you? Uh, I'm Zaphod Beetlebrox. You're Sean Lennon. Then you know. No, Sean, your true identity. Sean, you're touring now with Rufus Wainwright, aren't you? Wainwright. Rufus Wainwright. Yes. He didn't play with you in Montreal, though, did he? What happened there? Like he's from Montreal, right? Yeah. Well, I think that uh, he, I think that he had another show that he had already previously committed to doing. Now, did you know that, like, Montreal was, like, that famous place where your parents had that famous hideout, and there's actually a hotel there, a little museum in Montreal? I mean, I wouldn't call it a hideout, but I was aware of the the activities that were... Partooken in there. Partooken in. No, that's Montreal, but now we're here in Vancouver. But on your last tour with Ema, you didn't make it to Vancouver, did you? That's right. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. You'll have to ask the promoter. No, because Vancouver's very, you know, famous, you know. We're, we're hometown of Michael J. Fox. I know. Well, you shouldn't take it personally because I didn't book the shows, you know. In fact, I really reprimanded the promoter for that. And, he's n and he vowed never to do it again, and this is, you know, why I'm here now. Well, Michael J. Fox, Michael J. Fox, he has some sort of bizarre fixation with Julian Lennon, doesn't he, Sean? I didn't know about this. Yeah, like Sean Lennon, you are Sean Lennon, and there's Julian Lennon, of course, and Julian Lennon and Michael J. Fox have this weird thing going on. The reference is referring to in the third person, I just you know, have to squeeze myself thinking it actually is you. But, I mean, like, he was in a Michael J. Fox, Michael J. Fox was in a Julian Lennon video, and Michael J. Fox and Julian Lennon were together in Rolling Stone magazine. So what are you trying to imply? Well, who do you hang out with? Who do you hang out with? Like, you know, Julian Lennon, he parties with Mickey... Rooney? Rourke. Julian parties with Mickey Rourke, and who do you party with? You party with the... Stooges? With the Muffs! You party with the Muffs. Do you remember that? In, in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, that's right. I have partied with them. There was a picture of you in Rolling Stone magazine with the Muffs. Yes, that's right. And because the Muffs were in Rolling Stone magazine with you, Sean Lennon, they got to get on a Beatle phone. You know that Beatle phone where you phone for information? So, like, yeah. people from the Beatle phone was like, hey, check out page 23, there's Sean Lennon's picture of some rockers, and it was the Muffs. No, I'm not, but I do know the Muffs, and they're very excited. They got to be on the Beatle phone because they were in a photo with you, Sean Lennon. Thanks for that information. Now, did you end up, did, did you end up uh, smoking up with the Muffs at all there? Um, I don't recall. That probably means that I did. Uh, because it was at Mo, you know, Mo, the club Mo? Yes, I remember the place. Sean, what's the songwriting process like for you? Um, it starts with the guitar and ends with uh, the vocals and the lyrics. Do you just like torch a bull and go for it? You mean figuratively speaking or do I literally set fire to a bull? Well, you know, like the spleef. Do you torch the bull and just go for it with... The bull. Oh, that... I see what you mean. No, actually, uh, I tend to torch the bull after I milk the cow. Is your mom into the pipe? Like, was that tolerated when you were growing up, you know, marijuana and stuff like that? Is your mom into the pipe, Sean Lennon? She was never into to the pipe, nor the crack pipe, nor the marijuana pipe. What was it like growing up? I mean, was masturbation frowned upon in your household? No, no, it never was. In fact, um, I've, I, I don't think I've, I grew up with any Christian kind of morality imposed on me at all because I actually went to a Jewish school. Because your mom was that song, What a Mess. Do you know what that's about? Yes. Is that about spilling your seed at all, Sean Lennon? No, I don't think so. What I do you thought it was about masturbation being dirty. For one sec, is 
What's wrong? Pardon? Can we continue, Sean? What's what's happening here? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with these questions. It's fine. It doesn't Thank, bother me. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Sorry. He's oh. just a curious boy, but, I mean, you know... Oh. Well, how, I would do, well, how many more questions do you have? Oh, just a few. We're just whipping them through. Just whipping them through. Just whipping okay. them through. Getting low on time. Were Were you Were you at all nervous that your mom was on the cover nude of the two virgins? I mean, you know, like growing oh. up, she allowed you know marijuana and stuff yeah, in the household. I that was really cool, actually. Why? Well, Sean, what about your secret past? Are you a secret metalite? You know, we went from L.A. guns to enough's enough, and then we partied with poison yeah. on the back of their bus. Yeah, yeah, you want it. Danger, danger, metal song. Do you have a secret metal past? Are you into loudness or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, definitely. I'm into, um, I like Slayer. Do you like Slayer? Well, did you hang around a lot of dorks when you were growing up? You know, like a lot of interesting people. Like now, you know, I mean, you hang around the Bare Naked Ladies. What's the deal on that? The, remember the Bare Naked Ladies, the Canadian band of Bare Naked Ladies? They have a song called B or Yoko yeah, Ono. Yeah. And like you were hanging around them for a little while, weren't you? Not really. I met them once at a club in New York. But I remember who you're talking about. In fact, I saw them on TV just two days ago. Did you know that they have a new album out? Yes, I do. Who rescued you from the Bare Naked Ladies? What do you think is the turning point there, Sean? I mean, well, now you're hanging with the Beastie Boys, Sean Lennon. Nobody rescued me from the, from the Bare Naked Ladies. They didn't accost me or anything. What are you trying to... Well, I just meant, like, when did your musical taste change? Because now you're in the Grand Royal team, and the first Grand Royal magazine goes for $200. At one point I was into the Bare Naked Ladies, but now I'm into the Beasties. Well, like, what was it like having Michael Jackson, speaking of masturbation, you know, hang out with you when you were younger? That must be a traumatic experience. Look, I, I resent any accusations that you might be implying about Michael Jackson, because he's a really good guy. Well, I was wondering there, Sean Lennon, when you were growing up, were you ever looking through your parents' record collection and kind of go like, wow, cool, there's like a Dead Boys record in here. Wow, cool, there's some in here. Like, it wasn't all just clapped in, you know, was there any kind of cool record in there? The only, the only tape that I remember of my dad's is the specials. Um, the, yeah, the specials, so there was not too much classic rock then? No, there was a lot of classic rock, but I mean, I, the only cassette tape, there was a lot of classic, classic rock on vinyl, but the only cassette tape I remember is the specials. Um, what do you think about, like, stuff in the sense of, like, um, the new avant-garde? What do you think your mom thinks of the new avant-garde? Do you have to fight with her to get the Melvins to be an opener? Because the Melvins opened for you guys at the EMA tour. I know they did. But, like, your mom fired Bunny Carlos and Rick Nielsen. Like, fired Cheap Trick from the Double Fantasy record. She did? Yeah, she got rid of she, she said, get out of the studio. So, like, how can you trust somebody to get rid of Cheap You like Cheap Trick, don't you, Sean? Yeah, I like Cheap Trick. I mean, you know, my mom... I don't think you should judge somebody based on their liking Cheap Trick or not, you know? Well, how about the Tater Tots? Is your mom down with the Tater Tots? Because you met the Tater Tots, didn't you? You know, the guy Bill from the Tater Tots? Bill Bartell? Yeah. Like, he got the Melvins, the opening gig for Emo. Did he? What records have you played on, Sean Lennon? Like, you've played on the Yoko Covers record. You've played on the Tater Tots record. What, no, what have you played on? You haven't played on that, actually. Now we're disconnecting the mic. There's Sean Lennon disconnecting the mic. Can we, can we have Sean Lennon now reconnecting the mic? That's possible. Yeah. No. Can we have Sean? Please, Sean Lennon, can we reconnect the mic? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, let's, let's, I'm just going to continue to pretend the mic is still here. Can you, can you actually... What's we doing? Costumes about trick-or-treating on Halloween at all? 
in my parents' costume. Yeah, like this kind of like you know, rare items missed on trick or treating. Like, screw my costume. Yeah, my friends, I'm gonna go party. Sometimes I would just take all like the the really famous like stuff that my dad would wear and like dress up as the Beatles, and I would go trick or treating as. Paul McCartney. Sean, how was this tour? Because people were yelling at her in, in Toronto. People were yelling for Imagine. I mean, that's pathetic. People yelling for Imagine on what? this tour. I heard oh, the Toronto people were yelling for Imagine. Oh, well, not, that's not true, actually. Well, that was, I, that was, I was speaking figuratively when I said sometimes people, you know, they want me to play Beatles songs, and I just kind of tell them to fuck off. If you had to cover a song, like a Yoko Ono song, perhaps, um, what about D Don't Worry, Kyoko? What about doing that one? Kyoko? Like, yeah, like crawling into a bag and doing Don't you're Worry, Kyoko. To, you're trying to kind of incite me to get angry at you. <gasps> Why is that? Because you said Kyoko as if it, she's a coyote or something. No, I didn't know how to pronounce it. I'm terrible with pronunciation. Dark word, a human serviette. I'm kind of hard with pronouncing stuff. Sean Lander. Is, is, sorry, is Kyoko still around? Is she alive? Is, what, what yeah. Story that. Have, you, have you crawled in a bag at all, Sean Lennon? Sometimes I've been known to get in a bag at different points in time. Do you have many relatives in Japan? Yeah, I do. <gasps> like how many? Um, like five. Have you ever met Pete Best at all before, Sean Lennon? No. And winding up here, Sean Lennon. Thanks for speaking to me. He's winding up. <laughs> thanks for speaking to me, Norbert. You sound like you're already as, wound up. As we are winding up here, can you please insert the no. curve there? Oh, you don't want to do anything. No, because I feel like you're too silly. Oh, well, thank you very much, Sean Lennon. That's very nice of you. Um, so, would you think Mike Diamond? What if he signed? What if Mike Diamond signed? Do you think he would have signed the Beatles? Um. God, I don't know, man. That's a deep question. Because you realize that the Beatles ruined rock and roll because in 1967... Oh. Yes, the hold it. 1967 put out a great album, Sgt. Peppers, and everybody tried to copy it, and nobody could match it. No, so all these fans mean. did really bad. The Beastie Boys ruined the toque. They started wearing the toque. Everybody else is wearing the toque. You so, like, the, you're associated with two people. Yeah, because what he's thing. trying to say is that when somebody does something really great, everybody else tries to copy them badly, and therefore it ruins rock and roll. Because... <laughs> because... <laughs> you know, all the bad imitations. That's what you're trying to say, yeah. right? Like with Led Zeppelin or Van Halen. You know, they were great, but they inspired so many mediocre bands that oh, you're the saying they bands. flooded the, the market with media mediocrity and therefore, indirectly, without knowing it, even though they intended to make good music, actually were ruining the scene by inspiring so many bad artists. Am yes, I with you? exactly. And the Beastie Boys did exactly the same thing, Sean Lennon. What did they do with the Beastie Boys do? They ruined the toques. You know, they started wearing the toques. The Beastie Boys are wearing toques, and then everybody started wearing toques. Toque hat, wool hat. Beastie Boys are like wearing wool hats, and everybody started wearing, wearing wool hats. Well, anything else you'd like to add, Sean Lennon, to people out there? Any you know, information? Well, finally here, Sean Lennon. Thanks for speaking. Thanks for speaking to me, Nardwarty Human Surveyor. Sean, if you could do one last, could you please insert it there? It would be really the thrill of my life if you could insert a little red thing there, please, Sean Lennon. That'd be so cool if you could do it. Could we do it together? Both our hands in unity reach to no, You don't want to touch me. I have a bit of rash. Uh, it's in, okay, uh, Sean Lennon, thanks again for speaking to me, Nardwarty Human Serviette. The mic is now back in here. Now, Sean Lennon, Keep on rocking and keep, keep. No, it is not. Nobody will have us. Sean Lennon, keep on what rocking. Is it, uh, what is it um, on? What is it? What? It's for home use. <laughs> wow. I believe you somehow. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Sean Lennon. So, uh, Sean Lennon, um, what is a better rock and roll movie? Uh, what is a better rock and roll movie? The Magical Mystery f Tour or Head? What's a better rock and roll movie? I haven't seen Head yet. I haven't seen And Sean Lennon? Do, do, oh, wait a second here. Sean Lennon, do, 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 we have to, this, this, this. Sean Lennon, do, 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 do,
Dude, Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you guys have something to say? Yeah. You can. Attack him. Now we're a Now we can't get to talk to him. Oh, he'll come out. Yeah, when you guys are gone. You should do an interview yourself. Like, you know. We don't want to piss him off. What do you do when your love is away? Does it worry you to be alone? How do you feel by the end of the day? Are you sad because you're all alone? Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Yes, I get high with a little help from my friends. Oh, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. Would you believe in a love at first sight? Yes, I'm certain that it happens all the time. What do you see when you turn off the light? I can't tell, but I know it's mine. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Yes, I get high with a little help from my friends. I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. Do you I need somebody to love Could it be anybody? I want somebody to love What would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out a key Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Yes, I get high with a little help from my friends. Mmm, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. Do you need anybody? I need somebody to love. Could it be anybody? I just want somebody to love. I get by with a little help for my friends. Oh, I'm gonna try with a little help for my friends. Yes, I get by. Ooh, I get high. Yes, I get by. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard an interview, a little bit of George Burns there singing some Beatles. And before that, actually, the interview I was referring to, you just heard an interview with Sean Lennon from the late 90s in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And if you're wondering about that, insert the mic, insert the mic. What happened during the interview was, as the interview was progressing, Sean Lennon's handler actually unplugged the microphone from the recorder we were using, from the camera we were using, so that's why he had kind of the room sounds going on. They were actually telling me to wrap up the interview probably about two minutes into it, but were able to extend it a bit longer there. And at the end, you heard all those kids going, attack him, kill me, ba ba ba, kill him. And those were some fans who were waiting to get Sean Lennon's autograph and they were mad that I did an interview with Sean Lennon and now they wouldn't have a chance because I did an interview with Sean Lennon to get an autograph with Sean Lennon. Anyways, that was Sean Lennon versus me, Nardwar the Human Serviette on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. Coming up right now, an interview with brand new Flying Lotus from 
Los Angeles. Now, flying lotuses, frying, flying lotuses, uncle is John Coltrane. His aunt is Alice Coltrane. And his grandmother is Marilyn McLeod, a songwriter who wrote many great tunes, including this one we're going to hear right now, I Get High by Frida Payne. So here's Frida Payne with I Get High, written by Marilyn McLeod, who is Flying Lotus's grandmother. Then we're going to hear an interview with Flying Lotus, and then we are going to hear some John Coltrane, who just happens to be Flying Lotus's uncle. And we're going to hear John Coltrane and Pharaoh Sanders live in Seattle from September 30th, 1965, captured at the Penthouse Club. The track we're going to hear, Evolution Part 2. So right now, here's Frida Payne with I Get High, written by Flying Lotus's grandmother, Marilyn McLeod. Then we're going to hear an interview with Flying Lotus. And then we're going to hear a song by Flying Lotus's uncle, John Coltrane. The track, Evolution Part 2. All on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show on CITR Radio. Here right now is Frida Payne.
are you? I'm uh, Flying Lotus. Hey, what's up? What's, hey. <laughs> Flying Lotus, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Why, thank you, sir. Thank you. Flying Lotus, Tommy Chong, Tommy yeah. Chong used to play in a band called Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's, believe it or not. There's Tommy Chong right there. Oh, that's a dude. Wow, really? Yeah, totally. Look at that slick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and look what label they were on. Oh, wow. Really? Motown. Hey, no way. Motown. Yeah, so, man. So I'm thinking Tommy Chong, you know, into the Cheech and Chong, the rolling paper. Right, yeah. Tommy Chong, the musician. Yeah, it's amazing. And right. his band was called Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's. And I got a poster for you here. <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> Motown, dude. Does, yeah. And Motown. Now, Motown is big with Flying Lotus, isn't it? It is, actually. It is. Yeah. My family... Um, it goes back to my grandma and so on. Yeah. Yeah, please, Flying Lotus, what can you tell me right here about Frida Payne? I get hot. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is awesome. Yeah, um, my grandmother wrote the song for Frida Payne, I Get High. Wow. Marilyn McLeod. Yeah, Marilyn McLeod. Yeah, that's awesome. And this is a f- that's a good dude. This and this is a favorite of Wiz Khalifa and rappers, too. Yeah, it is. A lot of people sampled this joint. Yeah. So your grandmother wrote a song called I Get High. <laughs> well, she did, too. So. <laughs> so she did that? Yeah, definitely. What did she tell you about Frida Payne? What can you tell the people about Frida Payne and getting high? Actually, she told me that this, this actual song that she did, she didn't know if they had someone else sing it. It, it was kind of controversial. Like, it could have been somebody else, actually, not her. So... I don't know. So we're not sure if Frida Payne got high or not. We're, yeah, right. We don't know. But my grandma did, and she wrote the word, so. Motown. Motown Frida Payne. Motown Tommy Chong. That's awesome, dude. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> did you ever do anything at the sketchbook? Yeah, dude. I did. That's great. Oh, yeah. Koopman's Night. back. That was like the first. I think that was the first party I ever played was uh, at sketchbook back in the day. Koopman's thing. It was amazing. <laughs> Flying Lotus in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> Flying Lotus, did a tuba player tell you about drum and bass? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, this kid. I, I forget his name, though. Um, but he gave me this tape of uh, this guy, R.A.W., who was based in L.A. This is like kind of after drum bass blew up big in the U.K. and everything. We got to it late. But, you know, he gave me this tape, and I dubbed it, and it was um, R.A.W. It was... Um, Oh, man. I forgot. I forgot. It was an R.A.W. tape, though. Sick. A tuba player. A tuba player. And I played saxophone. I played alto sax back then, which is I don't do anymore. But Flying Lotus, on your brand new LP, you got some influences. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What can you tell the people, and I have a gift for you, right here, of a special gentleman, the Gentle Giant. Oh, whoa. That's awesome. Gentle Giant, yeah, big, big influence. Prog Rock Giants. Yeah, dude, they're amazing. I love this stuff. I don't have this record either. This is a later era Gentle Giant. What era are you into? This is the later era Gentle Giant. Oh, yeah, this is definitely not the right era. This is 1990. What do you mean, not the right era? 1980, actually. This is, this. well, hmm. It's the end of the right era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's definitely not the right the right stuff. But it could have, yeah, the, the red and the yellow. I kind of suggest that it's not... The most awesome Gentle Giant record ever. But um, I like uh, a lot of the stuff. That, um, How did you get into Gentle Giant? I got into Gentle Giant through Thundercat, actually. He's, um, he's like a big prog rock fusion fan. And he, um, he just really got me into like, a lot of the other 
stuff. How did he describe Gentle Giants? Like, hey, fly low! It's weird. He, he tells, you know, he just said um, the vocal harmonies are really the most inspiring. And a lot of the, the chord progressions that they were making were just were really um, different, you know, for them, for any kind of music at the time. It's like at one moment it sounds like, you know, some jazz, and then it turns into like Renaissance fair rock or whatever. It's just like in like, you know, 10 seconds, so... It's really inspiring, though, just to see what they were doing. And the musicianship was really out of this world. And Flylo, tomorrow you're playing in Seattle, Washington. Yes, I am. Seattle. How have your gigs been in Seattle? Um, Seattle gigs, they've been all right. They've been cool. Rainy, usually, but good. Now, to prepare you for Seattle Flying Lotus, I have something I'd like to ask you about. This particular record, John Coltrane. Uh, right, John Coltrane live in Seattle. Nice. What can you tell the people about your uncle, John Coltrane, live in Seattle on this record? Uh, I, I don't know. What, what can you tell me that I don't know? <laughs> well, I'd like to know more a bit about it. It's recorded at the Penthouse Club. Right, cool. And it made me think, hmm, the Penthouse Club in Seattle, maybe Flying Lotus could play there and recreate this record. Oh, what? Am I playing there tomorrow? No, you're not. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, you can't because a penthouse now is a... Uh, I don't know. Parking garage. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's gone. A bit of history gone. You expect me to know that it's a parking garage. <laughs> I thought you were up on the coal train. you got to know what your uncle's up to. Yeah, I, I have to know that he, he's playing, he played at a place that is now a parking garage. Oh, but I was thinking that would be good for a gig, though. The reason I mention that is parking garage. You've probably played a parking garage, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I have. Hearn Street Car Park. Uh, plenty of times in London, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, dude, I did in Seattle, didn't I? Oh man, you're good, bro. You're good. This guy's good. The Flying Lotus. We also have for you another thing I like to ask about. Another gift. What is your connection to Monica? <laughs> the first night, my grandma also wrote the um, the original song. Uh, to this, uh, the last hangover. Yeah, love hangover. Love <laughs> the last hangover. Yeah, right. Diana Ross. Wow, man, that's amazing. Diana Ross. Yeah. So you're connected to Monica. Yeah, Monica, Bone Thugs, Will Smith, and Styles P, and all these random people. Does that mean maybe one day you'll inherit those royalties? Uh, you know, maybe. I think I am actually. I think I'm on the list to get a piece of it. So. Flying Lotus, it's pretty amazing. Love Hangover, Diana Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your grandmother helped write that? Yeah, she did. Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Diana Ross plays pretty big in your life, doesn't it? <laughs> what is this going to be now, man? What are you going to say now? Thundercat. Oh, yeah. Thundercat's dad played drums for Diana Ross? Oh, yeah, he probably did. Yeah, Ronald Bruner Sr. Yeah. What did Thundercat say about his dad? That's pretty cool. Did Diana Ross a temptation? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a legend, you know, and he's really a kind of soft-spoken guy. You would never know if you met him, but he's a really cool guy, Ron Bruner. And, I mean, Thundercat, he got the, the good genes from his dad, I guess. And for people who don't know, he's your co-conspirator on a lot of your rock and roll, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, he's the, other, the other member of Flying Lotus who's not official, I guess, unofficial member of the band that is Flying Lotus. There it is. <laughs> and I was thinking, Flying Lotus, hmm, I'd like to give you another gift right here. And it actually relates right here to Thundercat, a Suicidal Tendencies record. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, Suicidal Tendencies. He plays in this band sometimes. What has he told you about? Because if we turn over the record, is that Thundercat right there rocking out with... Oh, yeah, dude, that's Thundercat on the back right there. Zoom in on that right there. There it is right there. That's my boy. Yeah. 
Thundercat, what has he told you? This is what has Thundercat told Fly Low Lotus all about. What has he told you about the suicidal punk rock? Dude, he told me that I need to go to one of these shows as soon as humanly possible because like, it gets pretty turned up over there, man. People like losing limbs and stuff. Pretty insane. I'm ready for that. I need to see that. Do you still live near that donut shop from Boogie Nights? Oh, no, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. That's funny, though. Yeah. It was I used like to- a porn set you basically lived on and a Boogie Nights thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. I used to. Wow. How did you know that? <laughs> You're Flying Lotus. We got to know that. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. This guy is crazy. This guy is crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I used to live by um, like a, two locations from Boogie Nights back in the valley, San Fernando Valley. Thankfully, I don't live there anymore. And you also went to school with a famous porn star? Oh, my God. You know about Lacey Duvall. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, that's her name. Yeah, that's Lacey Duvall, dude. Yeah, I used, I used to go to school with her and, um, uh, like near the end of high school. Yeah, she blew up. And has she been on the guest list for any Flying Lotus gigs? No, she hasn't. When did you discover she was a porn star, and how did you? Um, I think I discovered she was a porn star like shortly after, after um, a winter break. I think she disappeared, and it was kind of no one really knew why she left school. And you know, I think we just. As young men do, we found porn on the internet and we're like, oh my God, that's her. And she's probably not of age either, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Your great uncle, John Coltrane. Oh, what about Ernie Farrell? Oh, wow. You know about Uncle Ernie, dude? Wow, you're good. Well, Uncle Ernie, and I have a gift for you, Flying Lotus. He played on this particular record by Yusuf yeah, Latif, man. Do we see in there? Wow. There he is, Ernie Farrell. Yeah. My Uncle Ernie, that's crazy. My grandmother's, uh, wow, dude, you're tripping me out right now, bro. Good job, man. <laughs> it's just so weird because, like, I didn't even really know much about Uncle Ernie because he was just, he, you know, he was in the background of, you know, a lot of my family. There was, like, Alice Coltrane, John Coltrane, and, you know, Ernie was just, Ernie, you know, I didn't know much about him. I still don't, so I'm going to get hit, really. That's awesome, dude. And he told Alice a lot about jazz and stuff? Like, he really got down with jazz? I'm sure he did, yeah. Because he played a lot of albums with Yusuf Latif. Yeah, and he's the dude. Have you heard this record at all? No, no, I haven't. No. Am I missing out? What's your gift for you? Oh, boy. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. This is dope. Flying Lotus. 64. Yeah. Good job, man. Flying Lotus, you love the 90s era death row. I do. I do. Admittedly, yeah. I mean, I that was... It was L.A. music, and I was like, you know, I was 10 years old, 11 years old. So it was really influential to me as a you know, youth hearing this music from my city, you know. So, yeah, I am a fan. Because I was thinking, you're into the 90s era death row. What about the 80s era death row? 80s era, I have to give you the world class? Wrecking Crew, awesome. <laughs> Dr. Dre's first crew. Yeah, dude, Dr. Dre. Do you have the record where he's like... Doing that and the thing is, oh. this is the single from a juice. Juice, nice. Uh, but I want to ask you a bit about this. Is Dr. Dre was watching you side stage at Coachella? No, he wasn't. I thought he was watching you at Coachella. Says who? Says the LA Weekly. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's what they said in the review. Dude, don't say that. Don't, he was watching you. Don't say that. That's that's too crazy. I can't handle that. I, I thought you would know that. I didn't know that. I did not know. I'm breaking to you that Dr. Dre knows of your existence. Don't tell me that right now. (laughs) Don't tell me. I can't handle that. I can't handle that. That's too much. What? No. What? Yeah, he really was. I don't know. I don't know about this. Really? That's crazy. Well, okay. Cool. Any words for Dr. Dre if he's watching this? Yeah, man. (laughs) 
Flying Lotus, guess who my favorite collaborator of yours is? I have no idea. Doc Chicken. Doc Chicken? From the Eric Andre Show. <laughs> Adult Swim, you help with some of their music, don't you? Uh, what? He's like the chicken that comes out on Adult Swim, the Eric Andre Show. He's like a chicken. Really? Yeah, he's like a chicken on the Eric Andre Show with Hannibal Burris. Where is he at? He just like walks out, out of, just out of the blue. It says Doc Chicken. Oh, Doc Chicken. Okay, cool. What's up, dude? Doc Chicken. So we, yeah. When you do stuff for Adult Swim, do you know where the stuff ends up? Or does it end up in all sorts of different shows? Um, it usually ends up on someone's desk and then they kind of go and put it to where it needs to go. I just say, yeah, I'm a fan of this show, you know, so I just let it be. I do it for fun, you know. I don't really like, kind of pursue it for money or anything. It's just like my little passion project and... I like hearing my stuff on the TV. You know, that's the only shit I watch on TV. So it's cool that I have some presence on it, you know? Flying Lotus! Yeah. You have a connection to Dallas. Do I? Yes, you have a connection to Dallas. Dallas. Lee? Lee? Lee McClough? Lee McClowski? Yeah, Lee McClowski. He was on the show, huh? Yes, what can you tell the people about your connection to Dallas? Gosh. He dated Charlene Tilton. No way. Dude. He played Mitch on Dallas. You're fucking tripping me out, right? So what can you tell the people about Lee? (laughs) Speaking of album covers. Yeah, Lee McClowski, man. um, He made the last album cover of mine for the Cosmogramma album. And it was... um, He's one of the most inspiring artists that I've ever met. And I didn't know him as an actor. I didn't, he doesn't really talk about it, you know. He's just this crazy, eccentric painter, philosopher guy who lives out in Malibu. And he's really, really inspired me. And, uh, you know, I was really honored to have him do my artwork last time. So that's crazy, though. It's amazing. Monica, Dallas. Yeah. John Coltrane? Yeah, that's that's heavy, man. Suicidal tendencies. Suicidal tendencies, yeah. Dude. You got a lot of connection. Yeah, no shit. No shit. You're good. You're good, bro. <laughs> Flying Lotus, what can you tell me about Dub Lab, Frosty? Oh, Frosty, yeah, he's the dude, man. Um, Dub Lab is, you know, one of the coolest kind of uh, internet radio stations out, and they're based in L.A., and um, they were... They were uh, sharing the same office as the first label that I signed with, Plug Research. And, uh, yeah, they, they're they really cool. They do lots of great projects and really try to get, you know, new artists involved and all the new projects happening. And they just really, um, yeah, they're great. They're hustling for for the, the greater good of, of music, I think. When you're up on stage flying, Lotus, and you play something like Waka Flocka. Flame. Do you ever get contact from Waka Flocka at all? No, no, I don't. <laughs> There's a chance I might be doing an interview with Waka Flocka. Anything you'd like to say to Waka Flocka? Oh, turn it up, man. Turn it up. Keep it fucking turned up for us, though. You know. How about when people cover you like bad, bad, not good? They covered you. Yeah, they have. I like that. Canadian content. Yeah, dude. They're good. They're a really good band as well. Flying Lotus, lastly here, I want to give you a gift that's important. The most important thing here, Ghostbusters. Oh, dude. Wow. Yeah. I think... Throw I, this into the mix, too. Wow. Uh, Ghostbusters. I mean, like, if any kid from my generation knows a lot about Ghostbusters. I, I had a feeling there was one thing you were going to pull. I knew it was going to be some Ghostbusters something, dude. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, who who really wasn't moved by Slimer and... You know, Winston and Ray and all those motherfuckers. This is awesome. 
What a day. <laughs> what a day, dude. Well, thanks so much, Flying Lotus. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? This guy's crazy, and um, thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, man. So weird. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, Flying Lotus. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 do
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Flying Lotus's uncle, John Coltrane, featuring Pharaoh Sanders, live in Seattle, Evolution Part 2, recorded at the Penthouse in Seattle on September the 30th, 1965. And before that, an interview with Flying Lotus. And before that, a song by Flying Lotus's grandmothers. Well, I'll... Not really grandmothers, but Flying Lotus's grandmothers. A song, Flying Lotus. He's related to this so many. We didn't even mention, or I didn't even play anything by Yusuf Latif, because there's a connection to Yusuf Yusuf Latif to Flying Lotus, because Yusuf Latif's bass player, Ernie Farrow, he is Uncle Ernie to Flying Lotus. So all these connections. Anyways... Flying Lotus's grandmother, Marilyn McLeod, wrote, I get high for Frida Payne. And that's what we heard before we heard an interview with Flying Lotus. All on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Coming up right now, a track by Juvenile Hall. Hello, Juvenile Hall. Thank you so much for alerting me to the presence of your brand new LP. We're going to hear a track by Juvenile Hall called Waste of Time. And this is from their brand new LP as I reach back to get it in the studio right here on Dental Records and Paramount Recordings. Recorded by Gord Nikolov. The Pointed Sticks, who played their last show ever last Saturday night at the Rickshaw in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. But The Pointed Sticks will continue on. As noted by this, Gord is producing and recording right here the good old Juvenile Hall release called Magazine Collage. So we're going to hear thank you, Juvie, for alerting me to the presence of your brand new LP. This is Juvenile Hall from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and we're going to hear Waste of Time by Juvenile Hall. Brand new from Juvenile Hall, recorded by Gordon Nickel from The Pointed Sticks. And right after Juvenile Hall, also going to play something that I was alerted to the presence of. In fact, I was presented to this with this recording in person in Portland, Oregon, and this is an LP by the band Youth Bitch, and Youth Bitch have signed an LP for me and given it to me as well, has liner notes, has lyrics, it's amazing. We are going to hear something by the band Youth Bitch as well. Thank you so much, Youth Bitch. We're going to hear I Don't Mind I Don't Mind Losing My Mind by Youth Bitch on the Johnny Cat record label. So, records here presented to me indirectly, Nardwar to Human Serviette, to be played on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. If you have anything you want played on Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, contact me, 604-822-2487, 604-UBCCITR, or email me, nardwar at nardwar.com, or Twitter at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. So, right now, we're going to play something by Juvenile Hall, Waste of Time, and then something, thank you again, Youth Bitch, thank you, Youth Bitch, who are from Portland, Oregon. We are going to hear I Don't Mind Losing My Mind on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show!
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there from Olympia, Washington, the fits of depression with everybody and their dog. And before that, from Seattle, Washington, flop with the losing end and before that from portland oregon a band i met at the no in portland oregon thank you again for the lp youth bitch youth bitch with i didn't mind i'm losing my mind i don't mind i'm losing my mind and before that from vancouver british columbia canada juvenile hall with waste of time to end the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show, I thought I should play somebody that represents the Northwest better than anybody else out there. We're talking about Sir Mix-a-Lot from Seattle, Washington with Posse on Broadway. Because there's a Broadway in Seattle and there's a Broadway in Vancouver. We love Broadway. So right now, to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, here's Sir Mix-a-Lot with Posse on Broadway. My Posse's on Broadway.
is the white guy, people think he's funny. A real estate investor who makes a lot of money. Clocking lots of dollars, we all got gold. Cruising in this bands and ain't got no place to go. Will in 23rd, we saw nothing but thugs. The girlies were too skinny from smoking all them drugs. But the rock man got them and the butts just dropped. The freaks look depressed because our bands won't stop. At 23rd Union, the driver broke left. Kevin shouted, Broadway, it's time to get deaf. My girl blew me a kiss. She said I was the best. She's looking at me freaky and she's getting undressed. The closer that we get, the crazier I feel. Backseat Broadway and it's time to get to ill. My party's on Broadway. Celebrating the 75th anniversary of UBC Radio Excellence, 30 years on the FM dial, and 30 years of Discorder Magazine. Your one and only CITR 101.9 FM is inviting all CITR alumni and friends to our alumni weekend this November 16th and 17th. On the 16th, we'll be kicking it live on location at Perch on 337 Hastings around 5 p.m. for some beers, cheers, and cooling with peers. The 17th, come to Thea's Lounge for some Give Us Your Love brunch at 11 a.m. Find out more about what's going down at the station and the progress we have made over the years. Shortly after, join us for tours of our beloved station and learn about our space in the new sub. Come to our birthday party on Saturday evening at Chapel Arts with CITR alumni Lisa Marr and Culture Shock performing, as well as Gang Signs, Fine Mist, Carolyn Mark, and Channels 3 and 4. Reminisce about the good old days bumping the shows of the past as we have dedicated this special weekend to hearing our alumni on the airwaves. So come and cool out with us on the freaking weekend and have you some fun. But don't forget to register for events. Visit citr.ca for more details. 